1: Welcome to the Ball Soccer Liberty Podcast on the Wall Network. I'm your host, Jeremiah Morrill, and as always, I'm joined by our co-host, Dakota Davis. I'm here, but I don't know how much I'm actually here. Oh, boy. This will be an interesting one. Dakota's doing his first episode, Stoned. Uh, Our show is about (laughs) our lives in rural Indiana. It's a show about folks who are involved in politics. We promise that our episodes are going to be a fun and an easy listen. We interview people who are influencers, elected officials, political experts, and folks we just find interesting. On my right is returning co-host. It's been a while, but he's still a credited host of this show he took us I'm not doing anything outside of my day job and my elected job sabbatical but he's back Mr. Clay Morgan welcome yes. back to the
2: show sir Well hey thanks for letting me grace uh you guys with my presence You're back on bit. our yeah. IP Airwaves I appreciate it I appreciate it
1: We're excited you're here on the other side of the room it's fake farmer Cade himself he's got all all of the uh the beans drilled and the corn planted Yep and now you're just praying for rain
3: unless you know. there's anybody that doesn't have any that doesn't have more work that they need done if you've uh-huh. got
1: uh, if you've got ground that doesn't have something in it, call and text. Yes. And he will leave this minute and Custom go. Custom work. I'm for hire. He will so. put those beans in your in your field tonight. <laughs> you know, only a fake farmer would have a tattoo of a tractor and grain bins. Yeah, well, <laughs> multiple tractors. What color is that tractor on your on your arm? Green. What would you drive today? I was in a New Holland today. Would you have you have a loaner? Is it like a it, when your when your green tractor breaks down, they put you in a Ford? <laughs> no, I was down helping uh, Milco Dairy put their hay up. There you go. So. Uh, They let you drive the tractor, though. You didn't have to do like we did when we were 14 or 15 and sit on the back of the wagon and and, and take two-string
3: bales. It's hard to find uh, competent operators anymore, and they they ran a guy short today and said they needed help. So I'd never been in a new Holland. I'd never run a merger like they were running. But I got about a 10-minute crash course, baptism by fire, and off I was. You know,
4: one time when I was six, I sat on— uh, a per, a local farmer's lap and he let me steer
3: mm-hmm. so I can go out and operate if anybody needs me. Yeah. If anyone <laughs> ever experience. does if I do I farm around you and you I see mean, me in a field and you got kids bring I, them to the edge of the field they can ride with me. People say Kate is pretty
1: good looking or uh, Dakota's pretty good looking so I'm sure there's some farmers that let you up on their lap now if you want to <laughs> ride around with them. <laughs> Kate just offered. That's true. Yeah. I guess uh yeah. Actually I'd like that picture that'd be really good for content if uh Jared, just
3: bring him by next time you need a babysitter for him That's right he yeah. can he can ride with me for a while uh, We're yeah, going to send him talk a lap, to Audrey though. about that one
2: <laughs> <laughs> I personally think all three of you guys are good-looking guys. Well, thank you very yeah. much. That. You guys you guys uh got the nice nice haircuts and Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got a good
1: hey. one today, uh Clay. Yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> Clay, I do
4: want I do want to bring something up. For those of you who don't know uh, Clay Morgan owns MVP Barbershop in Newcastle. That's right. Um thank somebody you. left a five-star review Uh-oh. on the Boss Song of Liberty page and said great content and they all have good haircuts. Oh great! Well, uh, great. I think that was Mr. Michael Howard say he said that. So great. All right, you sure it wasn't uh,
1: old MVP's shadow account over here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, this is episode number sixty-one. Sixty-one. I feel like we just did an episode yesterday, but it was the day before. Yep. We did our special Indy five hundred racing preview episode. And uh, now we're uh, we're here with Clay. We've got uh, we got some thank yous to put out there. I'd, I'd imagine Patreon. Oh yeah, we got There's some special a, bonus Patreon content that went out on Tuesday on the Tuesday show or after the Tuesday show.
4: A, a long piece of content. It was a, it was
1: packed. We did a uh, we did a forty five minute poolside episode, kind of a checkup mashup, is what we called it, with the Wall Crew and the Boss hog Liberty yep.
4: Crew. It was a it was a throwback to the old days back whenever we would sit beside your pool in the outdoors and we would drink beer and. Talk about random things, and,
1: that, and that's what we did. That's Saturday. exactly what it was. So the first, uh, basically, we were playing with the new recorder, the yeah. uh, the Zoom H6 that uh, that our Patreon folks were nice enough to get us. And uh, as we were playing with it, we wound up needing a fifth input, a fifth microphone, and yep. you can you can make the Zoom uh, record a fifth voice. So we ha- you can have plug four mics into it and microphone cables, and our entire studio is that. And then the fifth person can just hold the mic, hold the Zoom, and talk into it. As we did the transition, Chris Spangle was holding it, and he pushed the button, and that discontinued the recording. (laughs) So you get until the end of the first recording for free, and then uh, for the premium people that help us at any level on that Patreon page, Boss Hog Liberty, or if you go on to patreon.com slash Boss Hog Liberty or you search for Boss Hog Liberty on Patreon— Donate at any level, and you get content like that. And then the uh, the Tuesday night tinfoil time with uh, with Audrey and Dakota. Yep. Uh, and I imagine at this some week. point there's going to be another one. We had a we uh, promised that
4: weekly, and it's been a minute. Well, it's because we've been doing things on. We've been doing so many episodes we a week. Doing for Tuesday some reason, ourselves. you keep scheduling two episodes a week, Jeremiah. This is a one week,
2: one episode a week podcast. It could be that he doesn't want your
4: your I episode is. to he, excel. He, yeah. yeah, he does. He's. Uh, Feeling very threatened by Tim. I think so. Time. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think so. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just saying I haven't been invited on our special special show. It's just it's just awkward. <laughs> so that's why we have, yeah, we
4: did have the Tuesday episode this week, but and Audrey was on vacation last week, so we couldn't do it then. I I
1: was like, maybe I should go on and, and talk, and I was like, no, nah, nobody wants that. So yeah, they they like that show for Audrey. Yeah. So uh, Tuesday we had Mike McCown and Zach Burcham on. And uh, we previewed the Indy 500. I'm wearing my Connor Daly shirt for uh, for our boy Chase. He's the uh, uh, brother to uh, the golfer. Uh, no. no, no, no. He's the son of the uh, son of the F1 driver, Derek Daly. There is which TV8. Uh,
4: who is there is also another Connor Daly who is like the host of The Voice. I have no idea. That Audrey Audrey loves The Voice. So we were sitting there last night, and I thought. That it was Jimmy Fallon because they look so much alike, and she's like, "No,
1: his name's Connor Daly." And I was like, "The race car driver," and I thought, "I was oh, I was no. actually messaging Connor today or last night on uh, on Instagram. He was going back and forth. He was he he had a he has got a new helmet for the race. He was having painted up, and we were talking on Tuesday about how Connor's got the Jack's Donuts helmet, and uh, his new helmet didn't have that on there. And I messaged Connor. I was like, "Where's that Jack's Donuts thing, man? You got to help Uh-oh. out our boy Lee." That's right, and uh, he. Uh, he said it's not the helmet's not done yet. So I think by the time they get around to wow. race day, you're going to see that Jack's Donuts That's helmet. That's cool. Yeah. Back on his uh, back on his helmet. That's cool. So Jack's Donuts, Newcastle Indiana Zone yeah. is going to be in the eighty five hundred. That's yeah. cool. It's always cool to go places and see
4: uh, the Jack's Donuts logo. Like you go into the. To the uh field house. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah.
1: It used to be our little neat. secret. Now yeah. the whole town's got it. Or the whole state. They're <laughs> yeah. in Utah. They're, they're there's like eighteen of them. I see him yeah, at the Y awesome.
2: almost daily through the week. He comes in and works out, and I'm I'm trying to convince him to create a protein donut. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I need a right. low
1: carb, a South yeah. Beach friendly donut. What I need. <laughs> yeah. some, that's truly been way the way toughest the mix. thing mix. for me yeah, since, yeah, since uh, right. Sarah and I started this uh uh this this lifestyle change donuts have been the toughest thing to give up oh yeah uh,
2: down yeah. 55 well, like or 60 pounds be, and it's rough
4: i think it would be check's mix for yeah
2: me. yeah I and tortillas had, now you've you still been south beach like yeah since since september yeah yeah cheat day here and there no it's cheats hurt man really i don't do it so yeah. you've been cons-
3: wow yeah that's dedication I
1: might have a beer but i yeah sugar yeah. flour none of that don't do it wow. i'll yeah. have a whole some whole wheat bread maybe once a month that's about it Beer is probably my my weakness too. That's dedication. Yeah, yeah.
3: I can't have a nice steak without a good beer.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. I mm. see. I'm in this
4: Facebook group called Craft Brew Junkies, mm-hmm. and it's just a bunch of people who post uh, photos and things of different craft brews that they find. And it's just like if every time that I think, you know what, I'm gonna just cut back and only drink gin and tonics, I see posts in that Facebook group. Mm-mm. Yeah,
3: nope. I gotta find me a good uh, my uh, IPA. My brother-in-law David, he uh, he's a, he started a home brewing thing with with a buddy of his, and um, they actually won the competition up at the Guardian. They got first and third place. I oh, think that's awesome. his brews, so that's really cool. They're actually going to carry his stuff on tap, and then ah, that's uh, he's actually looking into venturing into a business and start, yeah. starting his own. I know uh,
4: Liberty brewery. Defender Sean Rao has been brewing his own stuff here lately. There's yeah. been talk of him opening up a little brewery in town. We're all yeah. cheering for
3: that. Yeah, that'd be great. I wonder if we can get a taxidermist the or something for him, Maybe it'll <laughs> <doesn't> happen, huh?
4: <laughs> I say we make the Castle Theater a uh, a den of thieves. The Castle
3: Brewery and a den of yep, thieves.
4: Yep, and we put uh, gambling tables and alcohol and cigars. you know and yeah, cigars just to make Aaron
1: Dickin a little bit angry. <laughs> the Supreme uh, The Supreme Court says we can have gambling in any state now, so maybe maybe Tom and Gene, right. whoever our Northern District Senator are going to be, can legalize some gambling around here and have the uh, we'll have the the Clay Morgan Casino. <laughs> and barbershop. <laughs> uh,
4: we all know Darren Jacobs wouldn't be for something like
3: that.
1: Well, inside city limits, he's he has no power. He's right. us over us.
3: He's enjoying that new gas station though, isn't he? Uh, he is. That Casey's life, man. Yeah. New gas station and the solar farm. It's nice. I stopped in there yeah. today to get tired, had a flat tire, and it's pretty nice.
2: All right. So uh, a- According to something, but you said Darren Jacobs doesn't have any authority within city limits. I mean, according to a Facebook post I saw several months ago, Darren Jacobs is a pretty powerful man. Yeah, he, he, well, he, wields, okay. um, he
1: wields his personal he no legal, power. He has no legal authority. There, <laughs> oh, Darren can
4: get well, stuff done. Okay. There's okay. two sides. All right. All right. I, I also All heard right. that Darren Jacobs is getting rich off of the taxpayers. So uh, I don't want a lot anything, of that going, going but, you
3: know, A lot of people getting rich, and he Henry does County. pay for his haircuts. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think he spoiled the Darren gets the a primary. government check,
1: and so does Clay. <laughs> the rest of this room, not yet. Maybe things go right in November. That's true. Oh, so right. Clay,
4: have you ever been to the Indy Five Hundred?
3: I
1: never have. What about you? Yeah, Jeremiah I'm, was chastising I'm, me. I'm today a fake Hoosier
3: too. I guess I'm yeah. not into it either. I
1: told, uh, yeah, they were one of the. It wasn't me. One of the customers was in the in the shop today asking who was going to win the Five Hundred, and I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> and Clay told the guy one well, one of the third one of the drivers, I suppose. And, you know, <laughs> so there it might be a guy named Pierre. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> not Say a that, guy named Pierre. Like the water.
2: Or that, there's a there's uh, a Frenchman named Sebastian who's got yeah. a pretty good shot.
1: Well, and, and a Frenchman. Named, I, and after uh, Simon, after maybe.
2: analyzing it all and really, you know, really taking the time to think about it. Yeah, but well, it's you been know, a couple uh, of hours. Then I, I thought that we got all uh, of Jeremiah's racing. I talk came out about too. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I came up with Ricky Bobby. Yeah. yeah, I think Ricky Bobby could.
3: And I told you take without it. Fenders, man. Right. I
2: don't know how Ricky's going to do. Yeah. Well. <laughs>
1: Without so fingers. after uh, after we get through that adventure on Sunday, Dakota is uh, Dakota's possibly planning on being in a parade yep. on Monday. The, the big, Libertarian the big Newcastle Memorial Day Parade. The uh, the Libertarians. You're the yep. chairperson. Yep.
4: The Libertarian they, Party of Henry County. You've gonna been be, uh, gonna be
1: there. You've been told by uh, by our activities director that you are supposed to show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lisa Crosby
4: is our is our outreach director, and she she's been organizing this whole thing. You can't pass out candy. Anymore. You can't throw candy to people on the side of the road. You have to. Probably because Darren like, Jacobs said kids can't have sugar. Oh. Well, you can you can hand out candy. You're just not allowed to throw it. Really? So you have to have people walking up. So Lisa had the brilliant idea of taking some of the wax and things that we had laying around for the party. And she made uh, tea candles. You get a free waxing. At, yeah. At <laughs> no. Parade. It's, it's going to be hot. <laughs> no, she made tea candles. They smell really good. It's going to have a business card that's going to direct people into our brand new website. Um. How many does she make? Ah,
1: uh, we got 500 business cards. So is oh, the vice okay. president coming? Uh, you know, he's he's been in this thing before. He's going to be probably going to be at the race on Sunday. I would imagine. Is, is the vice president going to be in Newcastle Monday?
2: Can anybody uh, deny that rumor? You know. I'm
1: going to ask him that whenever I walk up Cannot to him at age six. Confirm H6. or
2: deny? Yeah,
1: yeah. I I know Eldon Pitts is monitoring right now. If I read about it in the Middletown paper online, we'll know where he heard it. <laughs> exactly. we, if Kate had said yes, he could have been the second source, and they could run with it. <laughs> That's right. All right, so you've uh, you're looking for volunteers to help. Uh, I guess yep. if you're dehydrated, you need somebody to pick you up off the street and drag you <laughs> yeah. drag you to the end.
4: That's exactly right. Yeah, we are looking for volunteers for people to to walk with us, uh, hand out some things. We got we got all kinds of stuff to hand out. A banner to carry. Um, lineup starts at 9 a.m. You message Lisa Joe Crosby on Facebook, and she'll she'll get y'all
1: all lined out. Even if, uh, even if you don't want to walk with the Libertarians, but there's a crowd of people you could probably find to associate with and walk in this parade. Oh, yeah. yeah it well, is the biggest Memorial Day parade in the state. It is a big deal.
4: Yeah, like what, uh, 20,000 people annually uh, show up to this thing?
1: Unfortunately, they schedule it the day after the world's greatest race and the biggest spectacle in racing, and some of us need an entire day to recover. Uh, <clears> At <throat> Once I turn 40, I may need Tuesday to recover as well after after the race. <laughs> Uh but I, I I wish you well. Eldon Pitts has no comment. He's uh he's not answering either way. I know he's scribbling. I know he's taking notes. Yep. He's taking right. notes. By the way, Elden is uh Eldon's on next week. We're doing uh Catherine, the Catherine
2: preview. The movie's coming out. Oh, okay. And we're uh we're I have good. a customer's in that movie. Yeah. He's I'm, one uh, of the actors he has. Is it Bash Crider? He just has a small like he, I think he said he has like one line or something like that. So
1: I was in one of the local movies. If it does not was get in, cut out. Uh, I was in one of the local movies, but I had no no uh no speaking part. But yeah. I'm on IMDb. If you Google me, I'm on the IMDb. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. So since Eldon
4: is watching, we, we gotta give him something to write down. Uh-oh. So, uh oh. So are we gonna we talked about this on the uh I think on the primary episode, but Clay, are you gonna be the, the next president of the Henry County Council? <laughs> yeah. what, well is this breaking news well, looking around
1: the seniority table, man. <laughs> well,
2: well, if you want a serious, honest answer, I mean, I guess it's possible. But uh, there's there's a couple of people in the council right now that don't want me any near where near a leadership <laughs> position. Um, however, uh, some of the newcomers, I think, uh, at least some of them uh, would be friendly toward that idea. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, um, well, nobody's won an election yet. No, I'm, yeah, I'm making a right, like prediction. Right, well, right exactly. There'll be some there, newcomers. We, we know. We know there's some people that aren't coming back. <laughs> there will we, be some newcomers. But there,
1: there will be some. There will definitely be some. New and uh,
2: among them. Um, I think I think uh, I would have an opportunity. Sure. Are we so gonna Are question, we gonna be
4: taking over and under bets at the
1: Castle Casino that we're gonna open up? <laughs> in The, castle? Well, the question <laughs> is at the what betting What betting line is better? Is Nancy Pelosi going to be Speaker of the House, or is Clay going to be the president of the Henry County Council?
2: That that uh, or both. You guys need to start that. Oh, yeah. I don't want Nancy Pelosi to be anywhere
0: near <laughs> <laughs> that, that
4: position. Uh, yeah, i've I've been I've been paying more attention to national politics here recently. I I. It took a brief hiatus from listening to Ben Shapiro, um, started re-listening to him, and there's there's a, a lot of strong uh, indicators that this might be like one of the first years in decades where the, the party of the president doesn't lose the House and Senate, which is really weird. Mm. We keep hearing about the blue wave, but there's not very much empirical evidence that that's going to happen. I'm hoping that we can get a
2: gold wave to yeah. go through there. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, from what I heard, uh, off years I saw a statistic that during the the, the off year election or whatever they officially term it, only like forty percent voter turnout nationwide. Yeah. Whereas in the presidential year there's sixty percent. Mm-hmm. So
1: Yeah, we've got really a Senate race. In Indiana, I think the Senate race is going to uh Senate drive race drive is gonna
2: be folks.
4: interesting. Yeah, very interesting. If uh, either one of the two major parties wins, uh, it's, we're going to be blue either way. Watching right? some of
1: the Facebook chatter though, here in uh, <laughs> here here in Henry County looks like there might be some. Uh, some I was a little slow. <laughs> yeah. Go it's just because you guys nominated a, a confirmed Democrat <laughs> right. over in Team Elephant. Right. There, there there seem to be a lot of rifts uh, on the Republican side right now. Have you been to the meetings? Are you guys getting along OK? Are you, being, are you getting forced to be friends at gunpoint now? Uh, Is it, honestly, how's the healing going? Yeah, honestly, last I
2: knew everything was fine. I mean, uh, the last official gathering that I am aware of that I was at was election night at Primo's. And, uh, and uh, the chairman read a statement and said, we're all friends, we get
1: along, <laughs> we, will, we will win together in November, turn this over, everybody be nice. Right. Everybody right. love everybody. It was really close to that right yeah, there. I think
4: uh, Mr. Hyde has got a mess on his hands yeah. right now.
1: Yeah, last right. I knew, everything was fine. Um, uh, the, the rumors I saw is y'all don't even know if you're going to be at the same campaign booths.
4: Yeah, that's, your, that's
1: what that's what I was. Your big hearing. tent has a hole. We in it,
2: shall sir. see. I I do know. <laughs> I heard there uh, might be
4: two Republican floats in the Memorial Day
2: parade. Right? <laughs> it will be interesting. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm one of just... them is solar powered, and
1: one of them has a wind sail. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just picked up on some of this today. So uh, last I knew, we everything was fine. Uh, I do know I'm scheduled to work the Middletown Fair booth with. Uh, with a candidate that sent me an email that demanding my resignation from the council, <laughs> so I'm sure that will be interesting. Yeah, um, I haven't really even talked to her, so. Well, whenever she was, but she, doesn't like each names? she doesn't like She doesn't
4: like whenever she was on the show, she said that she had a lot of respect for you. So, well, that's maybe, good. Maybe the tides have changed. You, you said of, Clay so. Morgan. You made sure she didn't think it was the country right. Star, you made Clay sure Walker. it was me. yeah. 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 Well, that's me.
2: good. That's good.
4: So there is uh, there is more indicators that you uh, will be the the council president. Well,
2: <laughs> I might be okay there. Like with Susan Hoon, I get along with her just fine, actually. Um, I've talked to her a few times even before the election. And Susan
1: right now is the so. one council candidate that doesn't have any opposition at all in November. Right,
2: right. So, so she looks like the one that will yeah. be there. And honestly, well, I don't know if you want to get in. I know you don't want to get into it yet, but
1: we'll get into anything you want.
2: I I will. I will tear the
1: notes up, and you take (laughs) it's close enough. I I will
2: say that I I do think uh, um, Susan will be very helpful, and and I think we'll get along just fine. Unless I can get Uh, Nate to run as a Libertarian, right? Well, you know that could shake it (laughs) up. Well, the sore loser law says
1: Nate couldn't run in that race, but if Nate was interested in running as a Libertarian or Democrat in any other race in the state of Indiana, commissioner maybe (laughs) the. the, the, (laughs) The put him up against uh, it. Uh, it Tom allows. Saunders.
4: There you go. Tom Saunders is running unopposed right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to have to figure something out. I'm still trying to work on old Zach Lee. That, I'm still trying, trying to, to lure him back, back in. Yeah. Still, Everybody should his have His signs are great, man. I love his signs, and I want I want to be able to put him back
1: out. Uh, you're not a football guy, but Zach Lee's signs are Viking colors. Yeah, they are. They're purple and yellow. <laughs> yep. All right. What's next on the list here, Dakota? Play All right, the next
4: thing we're going to talk about is uh, whether or not Clay Morgan has got any uh, political endorsements that he
2: wants Uh-oh. to announce. Has wow. anybody endorsed you? Wow. You got big endorsements? Hey, you know what? The, the one guy that has endorsed me in the past is Butch Baker. Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> you're screwed there. <laughs> so, um, you better warm up to Ed. I, well, I, I tell you what. I uh, In November, the one guy that I can come out and endorse – is Chad Malakote, ah, uh, so I know he's. Safe, I know he's has a lot of a lot of um, people. Well, I won't say a lot, but there are some people obviously mad because of Doughboy, and you guys have talked about that. Yeah, we've worn but, that topic out. But honestly, yeah, on the council, you don't deal with the Doughboy, and sure? and Chad actually is very fiscally conservative, and uh, I really, really think he would do an awesome job when it comes down to the budget, which is my main concern being a councilman. Now, as far as um, people that I would like to work with, but not officially endorse. <laughs> I, I I do enjoy sitting beside my buddy, Jeremiah. So I wouldn't mind uh, Jeremiah being on the council, to be honest with you. Cause again, you know, we've talked over the past year or two. I think our first real connection was when you gave me a ride down to uh you and i went to road funding day. Road funding day. Yes.
1: Trying to uh trying to get some doing the work a councilman should do Getting trying to actually funding. get some money and lobbying and yes. some uh, some potholes filled and some paving done. So so uh, and let's just put that on, on
4: record now. Jeremiah was doing council work and he wasn't even a councilor. Yes. So
2: but he and and Jeremiah does he has a lot of great fiscal ideas. A yep. lot of great fiscal principles. I'm mostly against tax increases. And and <laughs> against tax increases. So, you know, I I'd, I'd, I'd love to be working with Jeremiah. Um I've met uh keep it real short here but I've I haven't really talked to Kenan a lot. I've said hey to him. I'm on a committee with him, uh Juvenile Detention Alternative Initiative, which is a great uh initiative in the state of Indiana and Henry County is a big part of that and it's it's been very successful here in Henry County working with our juveniles that our probation department works with and um judge uh Bob Witham, which yeah, was, Judge Mary Willis did but, yeah. start it.
4: We don't hear enough about so, the
2: the work that you guys do, on but here. yeah, it, it's it's tremendous. I mean, we've really reduced the amount of uh, juveniles we detain, um, and it's not just um, letting them off easy. It's it's basically taking more time to really look at the situation. It's rehabilitation versus incarceration. So, yeah. yeah, and and it's been very successful. So Kinnon's Kinnon's on that committee, and he's been just fine to work with. And and I absolutely have nothing bad to say there, honestly. Um, and if he wins, uh, I think we'll get along just fine too. But because I, I know Jeremiah and friends with Jeremiah, and I know how he uh, feels fiscally, and uh, and also a big thing, I think this uh, election is going to be the tax issue. Um, yeah. Because at this time, I'm, I'm definitely not for raising any taxes, and I know that's going to be. Uh, offered, if you will, or brought up yeah, it was, uh, when house, we get into the jail bill. sixty three. So, yeah. right, they, they said we could do that again. And um, until, I'll say this and shut up, but until the council can align itself in a position that I feel comfortable that we've done all we can do fiscally for this county, I, I absolutely can't vote for another tax raise, right? Absolutely not. Clay um, going
3: a true fiscal concern
2: so. yeah and
4: we've and we talked about uh, that issue with you uh regarding lowit funds which we're going to get into mm-hmm. here in a minute um but just just the way that it's turned out yeah. like it, yeah I think you said on one of the previous episodes if you had to do it over again knowing what you know now and how it would turn out
2: yeah. well when when loit tax rent when we first
1: brought that out this is the uh, public safety lowit yeah, public They've safety. They've renamed it now. Now it's not an option. No, no, it's the option. It's lit. It's local it's no income longer, tax. It's no longer an optional income tax. Now it's just the lit tax. It's it's lit. Yeah. Get lit, man. Yeah. That's <laughs> because
4: every time that I bring up, you know, Lowett talking to other people, and uh, you know, most of them, most people don't really know what it is. Yeah. And I say, you know, local optional income tax. It's where and they think it's so, four I can opt out of
1: get together and say, <laughs> we need more money. I know what we'll do. Let's yeah. vote to raise taxes, and yeah. then they do it.
2: Yeah. 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 And and it it. It has obviously brought in more money. However, and, and given the situation we were in at the time, do I think it should have been done? I mean, I, yes, I still think it was a good idea. And I think it will end up serving a tremendous purpose if we can get our, um, in layman's terms, act together and, and structure the budget in a fiscally sound Responsible way, because right now I, I'm very disappointed in the way we used the public safety income tax because we have we've just done a lot of switching around. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And so what we do right now, what I've experienced the past couple years since we've instituted that tax that I did vote for. And again, why I'm so disappointed is um, we just switch from this fund to this fund so we can get through the year. And then we yeah. say, "Well, we have an A rating, and we're doing a good job." We're no looking. Uh, yeah. We're not keeping costs. But it's not, not a not long term. With this year's cost. It's not you're... a long term plan. Right. And that's what's disappointing to me. So,
4: so you are, like we said, a county councilman. However, you are not up for election this year. Right. So right. you're a Republican. Right. And you are an at large candidate for now. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. For yeah, now. Republican Yeah.
4: <laughs> But uh what what's it mean to be an at large member of the council?
2: Uh simply it was so fu- I got a funny story before I answer that question. Rex Peck and Paul and I were talking one time. He's city council at large. At large. And and as we know, he's a bigger guy, right? Yeah. So uh we're we're driving together in his car and um he tells me he had a student come up to him and say, "Mr. Peckn Paul, how big do you have to be to be at large candidate <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but what it means the entire district, so the right. entire county,
4: yeah, so actually whenever i was whenever I was i don't know junior high. And I I just met Rex Peck and Paul somewhere, and I kept seeing his signs everywhere that said at large. I legitimately thought that it meant that too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is funny. Rex is a cool dude. Um, I, I love Rex. I really do. I'm cool running dude. in a district race, and I not, now that I'm
1: I'm under 300 pounds, I barely fit in the district. So, yeah, yeah it's, it looks out nicely. You could never run at large. No, yeah. not anymore. I would have to get back yeah. on the Jack's Donuts. So it doesn't come with any.
4: Uh, special privileges or anything like that. It just an outland no. candidate just represents. No, it it everywhere. actually,
2: um, like you have to you have just put many more into it because yeah. you have a you have a quite a bit larger geographic constituents area. Yeah,
1: yeah. so yeah. you um, you represent instead of twelve thousand people, you represent forty eight thousand people. Right, right, forty eight thousand right. potential voters or citizens. Right, so right plus the jail. You are right.
4: elected <laughs> what every four years? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so, so every my every election is
2: well. The election for at-large council, put it that way, is right. 2020. Okay. And Same it, time as you the you presidential. You got the right. Trump bump, man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but Except here's the thing, we, I didn't yeah. get – I couldn't get that uh, straight ticket votes this time around. Yeah, why is that? Because uh, the state changed it. Um, I forget the reasoning – um, somebody told me that because in... straight
1: ticket voting is wrong and immoral. Well, uh, so, and it's a pick three because it's a pick three. They didn't want to just say you're going to get all the Republican votes or all the Democratic votes. So, in a yeah. pick multiple choice of races. You have to actually select the individual candidates. Yeah. Um, yeah. We should just eliminate straight ticket voting. And if you're that sounds like a good pick, explanation.
2: Pick names, is that why? They that's did... why they did it. Yes. OK. OK. Yeah. But yeah. So it's evidently, first that's why step
1: towards voter reform. Yeah. yeah. We need to eliminate straight ticket voting and we need to eliminate re- the re- we need redistricting reform. Two steps towards yep. vastly improved, and we need yeah. to make our
4: primaries much more open than what they are. That's the, my philosophy. Uh, and I
1: have or on the uh, as yeah. far
2: as the uh straight ticket um voting, especially, I, I could definitely go with that, like um, because it, it gives power, it, it gives power, and, and I, I hate to put it this way, but it's just the plain truth. And I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but it gives power to the ignorant voter. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't mean that derogatory. It's just ignorance is a lack of knowledge. Yep. So sometimes people don't even have knowledge it's of a particular the, candidate. the
1: lazy man's way to vote. But they vote for the party. Mm-hmm. Just You're like, voting for the Republican that's running for sheriff because it's the Republican that's running for sheriff. You're voting for yep, the Democrat right, that's running right. for you know, whatever the race so, is. So that, but f- straight
4: people yeah. are into it like we're into it, though. Right. Straight ticket voting is the lazy man's way to vote, just like raising taxes is the lazy man's solution to a problem. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as the crickets play, we
1: should.
4: (laughs) (laughs) What's next? (laughs) Okay. well, I I also have some thoughts about uh, voting reform. OK, I, I want to talk about for a minute. Okay. I think that not even in, in order. No, we're just, just, we're thought, just flying off the coast I lost just thought freestyle. of this like this is totally impromptu. Terrifying. And, Your political uh, career is at risk. Right. I, now. I, 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 I think his sickness is talking. Yeah. In, in order to vote for someone, you should ha- be able to you should have to match their name with their face to prove that you actually know <laughs> what they're
2: what they are. Well, wow. giving a true meaning to facial recognition yeah, and absolutely. name
1: recognition. What if you have an Amish candidate?
2: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, the, Amish better, the
4: Amish aren't going to run. They aren't going to run. I'm putting that out there right now. Uh-oh. There's, He's oppressive. How can Uh-oh. they How can they run and get any of their voter base whenever the machines are electronic? Well, that's offensive, too. Do they, just, oh do they mail gosh. in their votes? they Oh, my gosh. All right. I'm
2: just putting you that out there. there. You went there. Totally.
1: <laughs> Boy, this is a groundbreaking episode. Uh-huh.
4: In all actuality, I have a lot of
2: respect for Amish people. Oh, I've worked around a lot of them. That's a good comeback. I work yeah. around them a yeah. lot, too. Yeah. They are really good, good I I have stayed on the grounds... Of an fa- Amish family, an Amish family, an Amish Armish family. <laughs> <They're> huge. <laughs> I sure did. I was thirteen, just about ready. I actually turned fourteen on the way back home from the trip, but we rode a horse it was and, in July, huh? We rode on a horse, uh, carried carriage, two horses, carriage, ate out, eight out of a uh, a can, slept on the side of the road in sleeping bags. There you go. Yeah, nice. And then uh, we went up to Geneva. Uh, from parker city for the convention the big geneva convention exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> he
4: is sick <laughs> this is me podcasting sober i'm
1: letting him
2: uh, i'm just letting him run with it now i'm just having fun yep. <laughs> we'll see right. how high we can take this episode that's right yeah. i'm just excited to have you back yeah i'm glad to be back it's i feel at home it's been a while yeah. i feel at home
1: We've been trying to carry on without you, man. I just don't know how to do it.
2: Well, you know, I've kind of seen it's been rough. but We haven't called Abe Lincoln a war criminal without doing a long time. (laughs) Right? Right. Still one of our highest rated episodes. But, Clay?
4: um, Yes. You are part of the swamp. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can just feel the corruption on his right? arm.
4: Yeah. Right, you're part of the swamp, Dirty and heads. you're around Dirty all heads. the incumbents. Oh yes, every month at least. Yes, what is it? Been, the swamp
3: uh, or is it the good old boys club? Ooh. Is that what they're calling Oh yeah, it? It? yeah. it's
4: the good old boys in here. Yeah. County, that's right, right. Right, right. Yep. So. uh what has been the the reaction after the primaries at
1: the good like old boy the,
2: meetings have y'all been panicked <laughs> well you know when we uh, we light up the fog machines just to make sure the room is smoky <laughs> and uh you put but, on uh, your robes yeah, and yeah, right, sacrifice right. your goat <laughs> right. no uh in all honesty there this all happens at the uh the diner down uh, well down we don't off. want to give our secrets yeah. away <laughs> but uh what diner the diner that's just no yeah. diners you don't talk about it <laughs> yeah yeah no the um there has been a couple people not just elected officials republicans but there has been some people kind of concerned honestly like oh my god what's how is this going to work out are they going to you know do this do this do this and but honestly in my conversations i just tell them i say you know what i said i honestly i think it's going to be just fine i mean it it is it's going to be just fine um you know, I had some friends get beat, and they're still great people. I still, you know, um, still respect what they've done, and and uh, things of that nature. But I think with the people coming in, the thing that excites me is I if if they'll approach the council as uh, an opportunity to learn and to to really help Henry County. The very things that I've been disappointed with over the past few years, some of them are disappointed with, too. So instantly, January 1st, and I know some people are going to hate this, but I go from being in the minority to being in the majority. Well, no, you've been in a five to two Republican majority the whole time. Yeah, right. I hear you. But it yeah. yeah. Remember, so there's teamwork, two floats. Because here, two here, floats here's the, the thing, room. as you guys know and a lot of people know, uh, you know, I, I get along with everybody on the council personally just fine. I mean, we can sit down and have a cup of coffee and talk, but it's no secret to the people that know what's going on that I'm not well liked. Yeah. And um, you just have to go to the meeting. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm there. Out. They hate it when I talk. Now, uh, there's a couple of them that are that are cool with me. Um, honestly, I know Steve Duggar's not real popular with a lot of people that are listening, but um, Steve listens. Um, Steve's fine with me. Um, I really like Steve a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's honest. A lot of people don't like him because he's been so upfront about wind farms. Right. Well, he's upfront about everything. But and he is. He just that's where he stands. So that's what he said. He doesn't try to hide it. Um but where, he's where you like to hide what you're thinking. Well, <laughs> I, I definitely try to try to hide it and try to sugarcoat everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm so well loved. But um This is but a great no, episode, guys. So, <laughs> great episode. Yeah. It's, so it's like I said With Susan Susan Hoon out of the Republicans that won. Yeah. You know, Susan Hoon and I, again, like I said, I've talked to her. I've told Nate I've talked to her even before the election. Our boys played Salvation Army together, uh basketball, uh together. And, um, I thought they started a religion. Yeah, <laughs> right. And uh, so I've talked to her, and uh, we've talked about budget issues. Um, we didn't get into wind farm issues. We just talked about budget, and she's concerned, yeah. and I'm concerned, and honestly, well, it, it, that's what the that's what serving is going to be about. Yeah, wind
1: farms. I, I, you know, you look at the schedule, month to month, what's going to come. Wind farms are not going to come before the council. So yeah, the at the end of the day, that's not need to be
2: talking. It's about. not. And actually, the the in, you know, I'm sure nobody wants to camp here tonight. But the um, the northern project, the Calpine project, um, from what I'm hearing, they're not even going to approach the council. Right. About a about an abatement. That's yeah. And that's the only thing we can actually vote on. That is, Even that's before what, the primary,
3: uh, the majority of the council were against abatements. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that, it was really a moot point through the whole it, it process.
4: It was, was. Just to clarify, you've been against abatements the whole time, right?
2: Well, I voted yes on the previous abatements for the South. The initial okay. one that really got everybody fired up was uh, because that project had been going on since about 2010 before I was on the council. And up to right before that vote… We honestly hadn't heard much kickback. Now there there was was some. I'll admit there was some, uh, but when the when Calpine came in, that's when it really blew up. Right. That was the spring of 2016, and that's where right. And so I just kind of followed through on my. See, this is where, barring some unforeseen thing, I keep my word. And I had during the process, I had been a part of the process with everyone else. And so when it came time to vote, I was like, yeah, I mean we've made it this far, let's let's go forward with the project. So I did the next abatement to extend the votes down there, one of the farms, because there was two. As one you know. died
1: because of uh, other counties dropping out, and then the other one was an right. abatement extension.
2: And an abatement <clears throat> extension because it expired. Mm-hmm. Because it took them so long to develop. Exactly. And so when that came up, I voted no because of everything that had happened. The people were so much against it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and my feeling was if they're going to come, they'll pay full price. Yep. and if yeah. they if they haven't if they haven't got their stuff together by now then i' I don't want to prolong this misery, yeah. so I was a no vote on that one, but it did pass just me and Harold Griffin voted no on that one, but since I've been very you know I've been open most all of us have been open about uh we would vote no on the next wind farm abatement if it was presented. There's only one councilman that might vote yes. And honestly, I haven't even talked to him about it, so I don't know yes or no, but Steve Duggar. And he could have been a yes vote, but it still would have died.
3: Yeah.
1: But there's only six Steve's on the council for another six months, so by the time we get into anything that happens in the twenty nineteen. So there will be no wind farm abatement.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Period. I mean, they're just won't. That's just how it's going to be. So, if they come,
1: uh, it'll be without an abatement. Which would be the first time that's happened in the state of Indiana. There's not been a single wind
2: oh, installation really? without, without, a an wind, without an abatement. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I, so, I
1: think we're having a civil war over something that's not going to happen. That may not even happen. So, I told you earlier, I think mm-hmm. I think it's like us having an argument over whether or not we're going to sell alligator hunting permits in Henry County. We well, don't really have alligators here, but might. we're going to have an argument yeah. over whether or not we're going to hunt them. Have you been to the park lately? <laughs> Well, there was rumor that I had stocked some snapping turtles down there in the, in Shively Pond, but there, that's unfounded, Clay. Okay. Yeah, right. has this, has I'm glad I heard it. it here. Landon got rid of them all. I'm glad I heard Landon's it. Landon's been a pretty good park president here in the last <laughs> couple of months. Don't no, don't say that. <laughs> they've made progress down there, man. The, uh, the Smith, I, the Smith building, the, sh- the Smith annex is gone. It is working. Looks great. <clears throat> it's uh, they it's planted a, crazy a bunch of trees going down there, and <clears throat> seeing what it looks like. But they've made some big progress. At the park mm-hmm. they have that, yeah. uh, the Smith building is uh, on its way. It's uh, Smith
2: building will look. It does. Yeah. Is, it's going to look good. It really I, is. I hope so. I hope it's successful. I mean, I really, yeah. really do. Um, you know, I know the budget side of it, and I won't get into it. Even if we have to it's buy it's not a, good. Even if we have to buy a second yeah. Doughboy. <laughs>
1: I mean, that's what that's
2: the again, them. man. I am glad I could be here for all this. <laughs> I mean,
1: that's uh, uh, that's I what don't, they were offered. If a private group wants to buy a second Doughboy, but yeah. then I don't think the council, I don't think the council's going to take twenty grand out of your pocket to buy a second doughboy. That's true. That's tax, true. Man, just raise taxes,
3: man.
2: Yeah, well, just
3: like half percent something yep. somewhere.
1: Yeah, that's right. That'll fix it.
4: What's next on our agenda, Mr. Mister Co-host? Um, so we were talking about no votes for wind, mm-hmm. and I have down here that you have been the proverbial no vote on budgets besides <laughs> the 2018 budget you actually voted yes on. I did vote yes. So. No, I,
2: I am down. Were you just getting tired of all the flack you were getting from... I'm down twice. Oh, God,
4: Clay's always voting
2: no. I'm down twice out of, I think this was my fifth budget vote. Yeah. I am down twice as a no. Um, so, uh, I was going to be a no, uh, on the 2018 budget. And then somebody sweet talked to you. Well, what they once, give you once, yeah. what did they give you clay? I don't, again, we have to light up the fog machine, <laughs> but <laughs> put on your hoods. Um, <laughs> oh I, I was a no vote and up until right close to it. And then it actually seemed like it wasn't perfect. I was about 70. 70- Seventy five percent satisfied. So I was like, OK, yeah, OK, that's pretty good. Um, and so I voted yes. Well, then after a few months later, had I known some of the things that took place with the budget, <laughs> I, I would have been a no. And right. I'm like, crap, I, I wish I wish I was down on the minutes as a no have stuck to your guns. man. I wish I knew now what I didn't know then. Said a, Hindsight, song lyrics. Hindsight, yeah.
4: Hindsight's twenty twenty, and I
2: and I hate that, but but yeah, I I thought it was going to be a decent, okay budget. Definitely doesn't prepare us for the future, but um, it, yeah, with the future again, w- it was okay. What do you so. what do you think it's going to look like with at least three new faces
4: on the council? We'll see. Do you think I mean, it's going to be like? Do you think I, most of the people are going to have a have a default position of? We need to cut money. We need to be more fiscally responsible or.
2: When, when we, it, again, depending on who's elected and depending on how um, willing they are to really look at things, uh, not the way they wish it was, but the way it is. Right. Because sometimes that yeah. makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times that makes a huge difference um, because there are things that I wish it was different. But it's just not. So I have to work within. There's a pragmatic the way it conversation
1: is. about what we're doing now, and are we going to plan five years and ten years out? Right. What's How, that? There's a pragmatic conversation about okay, what do we do yeah, with this year's it, budget, it, and then are we going to talk about a right. long range plan and
2: what do we want right. this to look like five years? Right. From now? And I, and I honestly, we'll have a new auditor, which you know is kind of the hub of all the financial ins and outs. Um, with Debbie Walker, uh, she's the an uncontested candidate right now uh, for now for for auditor. You never know. So, um, Dakota could recruit somebody. Y- y- you could, uh, but as for now, if she ends up uh, winning and taking that office, I think she'll be tremendous. Uh, I really do. I've talked to Debbie over the years, worked with her a little bit, and uh, she's she's fun. I like. I I really like Debbie a lot, and uh, I look forward to her uh, working with her. Uh, in that position. And the newcomers coming in, I think, um, again, if if we can sit down at the table and see where things are truly at, um, I don't think necessarily the conversation is going to be cut, cut, cut. But if I can, um, and again, I know this is going to scare the crap out of some people, <laughs> but if if I can get with them and show them some areas where I personally feel like we've strayed from fiscal responsibility, they may be willing to look at that. And we may be able to just use our current uh, money, not raise taxes, not not cut, but use our current money for now. And sit down and think about it. And sit down and think about it. Position the money in the proper places, yep. put low it properly and low it or lit for public safety, general fund expenses, general fund expenses, and properly coordinate that. Then we can get a true picture of where we really stand. Then we can move forward from there. But we can't, we can't truly prepare for the future or launch forward if we don't even know where we stand. And to be quite honest with you, we, we truly don't know where we stand. I right. mean, d- there are those that will say, oh, we're doing fine. I mean, that's what you hear. We're doing good. And then they'll use the standard and poor's rating as you know an A. That's your debt. That's your credit rating, right? That doesn't mean. But yeah, well, here's the thing: if if you go beyond just that rating and look in the report, I've got it at home and I've got it highlighted. There's things in the report where they're actually condemning us, and they're actually saying if this, this, and this, you could lose that rating. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's plenty for us to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to have people that's in there that's willing to say, "Look, I think there is some problems here. Um, I, I mentioned some things one time. I had a councilman look at me. I don't know if I've mentioned this before on on a podcast or not, but I was bringing up the issues with our with our uh, finances because they weren't good and and it's proven itself out. I mean yeah. there there was a year we had to bar we had to take 90 95,000 from emergency rainy day fund just to meet payroll at the end of the year. That's not good. Mm-hmm. That's not yeah. fiscally sound. Yeah. But I had I had a, somebody look across the table at me one time and and excuse my language but they said, "Clay, you're taking this too damn far." And I said, "Am I? Am I?" And then I then I pointed out some facts and i'm like how how am i taking this too far and then later they, they they did apologize to me and i appreciate that and and they're they're good people again they just have a different opinion yeah but they apologized to me and basically just told me look you're right but we take it personal because we've been you know because you, they, we've they, been they, there it, yeah and so anything i say they feel like is a personal shot at them Right. When yeah. honestly, it's not. It's not
1: a. It's, it's not an It's just trying attack. to deal
2: with the numbers at hand.
1: It's like a Sunday morning, and Clay's back in church. Man, he's peeking the monitors over <laughs> here.
2: <laughs> so so I, I get I get excited about this kind of stuff. I mean, and and I I see hope
4: Again, So <laughs> what areas of the budget, as we're talking about this, in your opinion, need the thanks, most thanks work? For
2: controlling me and kind of putting me back in the yeah. Now, what's that again? What
4: what areas of the budget we're we're talking about the budget right now? Right. Um, What areas do you think need the most work? What, or is it just kind of one of those things where we just need to make cuts across the board?
2: Well, there's there's one real uh, quick answer, but it's not easy. Right. And and that is to restructure again. Go back and undo. What we've done with general fund and public safety low it. We need to undo it.
4: Keep them separate is what well, you mean by that.
2: Well, and, and and here's the thing. So it gets real touchy there because it is separate. However, and, and, I, and I wanted to do a video using jars and marbles to explain this. Yeah. So. So here's, here's a for instance. You sure you
1: don't want like a shell game with a pee and a, and a couple well, of cups? You know,
2: <clears throat> so there's a for instance. One of the first things we did when we got low it was we took about $275,000, I think it was right at $250,000, $275,000 that the general fund was paying in sheriff retirement. Okay? Mm-hmm. That was coming from general fund. So what we did was because that portion can be paid with public safety money. So we paid for it with public safety money instead of general. Yeah. So we switched it over. Now, honestly, I was okay with that because our general fund, this was coming off of this uh, shortly after we started with $220 in the general fund, January 1st of 2015, I think it was. $220. $220 in the general fund. Wow. That is insane. That was cash on hand, general fund, right? That's, that's not good. There's other counties that were starting with Millions. several hundred thousand yeah. to a, a million or two. Yeah. Our size counties. So, yeah. Um, but anyways. Yeah, we're not talking about so, Hamilton County. So I was okay with that because we did need to – again, it's dealing with – The way things are instead of the way you wish it was we did need to make some moves so we freed up some space in the general fund and then somebody at the budget meeting went right from that conversation to saying let's give raises yeah after the council after we promised we wouldn't give raises now here here using public safety at money. Now here's the catch: technically, we didn't give raises using public safety money because you can't. That's illegal. Unless it's used for you used likely, it a, police officers, you used it as a
1: relief valve, and then you've got money sitting there so that you can, so exactly. that you can actually do we something. We
2: relieved the pressure, and then we decided to put the pressure back on. Right. Now though, so that be that is what people that'll that'll argue. Till they're blue in the face on that point with me and say that's no, that's not the way it is. That's not what we did. That's not why. I'm... But it is. It, yeah.
1: You don't feel like it's the intent, but on paper when you look at what happened, those are the moves that Yeah, it's, it's like Ronald Reagan saying, they yeah. didn't trade arms for, host- and somebody, arms for whatever and here, in the 80s, but it happened,
2: right? Here's something else I'm, I'm going to add to this since, because I'm heck, I may not even run in 2020. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> no run for that. I'm going to cut loose here. But, no, I had somebody, and I'll, 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 I'll fall short of, of saying names on air, but I had somebody when when Just that, write them down and we'll read them <laughs> later for you. <laughs> when that happened at that budget session, the person that wanted to do that wanted to switch it money. I looked at him and I said, All you're doing is baiting and switching. I said, That's why people don't like government. It's a classic
4: Trump tactic, right?
2: And and it and and, and they shrugged their shoulders at me, like
4: eh, Yeah.
2: And so? then and then I, I said, all I said, I said, why can't we it wasn't even, I'm totally against raises. I just said, we just got low at money. Like we just passed this tax. I said, why can't we just wait, put, get ourselves together, wait and see what happens at the end of the year. Let's go through a year with this money. See what, what happens, right? Get ourselves uh, in a position to make decisions rather than just flying off the handle. Anyways, they looked at me cause it was election year and, uh, they said, so, you don't care about the employees? And I looked back at him. I said, and I'm sitting this close. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I said. I don't care about the employees. And they said, well, then I'll go public with it. And I said, go ahead and go public with it. I said, then I'll go public with some of that stuff you talked to me about in the hallway. And then the conversation ended.
1: If you need a reporter, um, <clears throat> just give us a call. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm very happy to get the clicks. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. But anyways, so so then that ended, and then I voted no on that budget. And it had so, nothing to do with the – obviously, I love the – and here's what people don't understand. I'm sorry. I'm taking over. Oh. <laughs> no, you're fine, but, man. Uh, you have
1: co-host status, sir. You can well, – here, it's here's your what show. people
2: don't understand, and I told them about the uh, – I, I mentioned this at our last special meeting on Lowett. Some of Some of the elected officials act like our employees are totally irrational – maniacs when it comes to these things like they they act like they're so scared that if they do a little something wrong that there's going to be this huge pitchforks and and rioting from the employees most of the i mean i don't know of a single employee other than a few elected officials that have a problem with me at all to be honest with you and when i talk to them they actually communicate back to me that they appreciate my stances because they understand the struggles they're going uh, – the struggles they're having in their offices right? because of our financial condition.
4: It, because it affects every single employee that we have. It does. It's not like it's just a little flyover thing. It does. Which that kind of leads us into um, – there was a meeting that we had, Mike. There was a special meeting called uh, talking about low-up funds. Yes. Um. And one of the uh, the topics that was brought up was uh, raises for uh, law enforcement.
2: Yeah, yeah. So the
4: sheriff's department. Right. And as we were talking about that, as you guys were talking about that, we were on the show talking about the jail and how it it is in such disarray, how horrible condition it's in. Yeah. And – how we need it? How we obviously need a new jail bill, or we could use a shell building, like right. I've been and, suggesting, and, and work under <laughs> and, a
2: huge federal lawsuit right now. Yeah, yeah, and
4: we bill. yes. So w- we're going through all these different talks, and uh, we're talking about all this stuff. We have two people who are running under fiscal conservative platforms who want to raise your taxes in order to pay for it. Yeah, I've heard that, but there there are ways to do it. So my question is. Is this really an appropriate time, and I brought this up on that past episode? Is this really the appropriate time to be talking about raises whenever we are in horrible condition to raise money for something else like obviously, right. I'm not opposed right. to the to the police officers getting raises like that's right it's obviously needed um the city police makes more than what the county does, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I just don't think it's the appropriate time. I think we're doing too little too late at okay.
2: this point. I don't know, I know but because I'm about ready to go on another roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think the important thing—the
1: important thing—because uh, I do
2: have I do have yeah, some answers.
1: Yeah, the, the important thing is going to be to set your set your salaries as a government. You never want to be at the top end of the pay, pay scale because you're you're overpaying, and that's not fiscally correct to do. And you also don't want to be at the low end because people are able to move on whenever they want to, and you turn into the training yeah. ground. Yeah. So our goal as a county should be that our salaries should be at the midpoint. For areas like ours, our our goal for our sheriff's deputies is to pay them well, pay them fairly, mm-hmm. but we don't want to overpay. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be any more than about fifty five or sixty percent of the market. <laughs> if you go way below that, then they're going to move on to the next place, and you are right. going to spend twenty or thirty thousand dollars training an officer and outfitting them, and then you are just you know you are costing yourself more money by continuing to train for other people. Yeah, but you also don't want to be paying ninety five percent wages where you are the absolute yep. Cadillac position. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, go ahead. the The floor is yours. Anything, Cade? You want nope. to add on to that? No.
4: Nope. All right. All right. All right.
2: There you go. Uh, so, so on on our jail, um, so I'll kind of look at these a, a little bit at a time. On the jail issue, um, we should get a our needs assessment back sometime in June. We should have a, be having a meeting. And it's going to say you need yeah. a new jail. With the uh, criminal, June is next week, so I'm yeah. very excited. Criminal, yeah. <laughs> criminal Justice Coordinating <laughs> Committee uh, is supposed to get together sometime in June. You uh, guys have a meeting scheduled yet? To
1: do not. Who calls that meeting? Is so, that you?
2: Um, no, it's not me. Um, yeah. The time, council president? The sheriff's office will call that. Mm. Um, or um, at Butch, uh, Commissioner Baker, Butch Baker has called that also because he's on that committee also. So, okay. Um, but the last report I heard uh, was from the sheriff that we should have that needs assessment complete and back to us in June. Then we can look at it. And hopefully by that time, it'll give us some options. You could do this. You could do this. You could do this. And here's approximate costs. So then it'll be up to us to discuss that on the where, when, and how. Um, and with what the Indiana legislature did, uh, allowing uh, taxes to be raised up to a small percentage. An um, additional two, uh, two-tenths of 1% lower increase Yeah, and to it pay for new directly. jail structures. Yeah. To new jail structures, so. And but for me, I looked and it and be about seventy. You can't. Bait bucks a That you can't bait and switch that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's impossible. The way I understand the way it's set up, because it has to go to the structure. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are there are people who are saying, "Hey, we can just do that, and that's how we can build a jail." All right. So I'm not. I think we could do it differently. Again. My idea is going to take work and thinking because it's not easy. It'd be easy just to raise a tax because then you know then we're taking your money. We know we're going to get it, and then we can use it how we see fit. That's yep. the easy way. But I think if we go and look at our budget and maybe restructure some things um, the way I was talking about earlier, maybe we could find a different way. Um, and then there's other issues with bonding on the Justice Center, things like that, that we may be able to look into. Um, everything comes at a cost. It's not going to be easy. We're just, we're going to need rational input on how to go about this. Because if we, here's the thing, a lot of people too, there's a comment and I'll, I'll close this little portion on the jail. There's a lot of people that say, well, just, why do you need to build a jail for these people? Just let them and you fill in the blank, right? right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I understand what they're saying. But that's not um,
4: that's not the world
2: we live. It's in. not proper. Yeah. It's, not, it's not the world we live in. It's not the world the way it is. And here's the other th- here's the part. We're in a federal lawsuit because of yeah. the conditions of the jail. Right. So if we do not do something, they're going to step. The in and- judge will make us do something. And we don't have the money. <laughs> and we don't have the money. So they could close our jail. A judge could close our jail and say, you cannot uh, have occupancy. Then we're financially responsible
3: sending them somewhere else. to
2: send them somewhere else, yeah. which will end up costing us even more. Right. Okay? Yeah. Plus, we're sending them away from their families. We're sending them. I mean, there's just a whole slew of things. We got a great shell
4: building out there. Out
2: there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that came up in the barbershop not too long ago. Dakota wants to put it in the shell building. <laughs> yep. Uh,
1: other people are starting to say it now. It's becoming a thing. Uh, you know, hey. I'm going to keep We all have seen
2: it. what a grass mo- roots movement can do. Hey, right? yeah. Right? There's the proof in but the pudding, man. On I, the, um, the, the race. This jail is a
1: problem because the state has kept people in the county. Well,
2: there's a lot of state issues there, too.
1: And 90 one counties are having to deal with this yeah. problem, right? Yeah, we're not the only one, exactly. Yeah. exactly. It, 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 you basically are trying to solve a problem that somebody else caused for you, and I really think some that ways, the yes, you know, the county, the you know, the association of cities and towns, the county councils, those groups need to be marching back down to the state house saying, "You caused this problem. You need to help us fix it." Yeah, these level yeah. sixes need to go to yeah. state. Jails, and you got to not close your state jails. Yep. Take them back, right? Once we've sentenced them, right. they should be your problem, not
2: the counties. And there, there is see so, so there is some uh, burden there or blame there. So in Henry County, in particular, our our building was in such disrepair and and falling apart, and we were already having so many issues.
1: Henry County is a special case. Yeah.
2: We're, we need to do then something no matter the what. The state changed the sentencing. And when, before it was actually official, Butch Butch was sheriff at that time. And he was saying, and he was telling us, this is going to place a huge burden on the county when they do this. Yeah. And because of the domino effect <clears throat> of what it does. And, with, you know, without obviously going into all the details, because it would take the whole show. Um, yeah, now we're even feeling even more of a, a squeeze because of that burden also. And our occupancy keeps going up. And and here's the thing, and I know uh reform criminal justice reform is a huge part of libertarian platform. I I love the idea of criminal justice reform. I think there's things we could do. Um, I think there's some easy things we could do, but criminal justice is like a multi billion dollar business in this nation. So it's very hard because any reform that lowers uh, inmate uh, occupancies and things like that abroad also cuts into the financial pie. Yeah. So it's very difficult to get reform done. And so you take a county like ours um, or, or any anywhere, any local county, um, we have to function under the laws that are given to us. So whether you like the law or you don't like the law, it doesn't matter. You have to function under that law. So when we go to build a jail, here's the, the honest truth: is we might end up needing to build a jail larger than what we really want to, but it's a necessity based upon the current system as it is. When well, that's right.
1: that's where, as as a Which county councilman, money. you have the platform and the credibility to use your office. Platform, to, but credibility. Uh, well, eh. I mean, <laughs> no. some of the council people have the credibility to go to go back to the state house yeah. and to go to Eric Holcomb's desk and to go to Gene Lysing's desk and to go to Tom Saunders' desk yeah. and the other hundred, and, you know, the hundred and fifty legislators that are there, and say this is a problem, this is a real issue for our county, and we need to solve it. Well, they did. They gave us the ability. Yeah, they to gave raise you the taxes. ability to raise your taxes. No, they said, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: here we'll, we'll put the bullet in the gun hand. for you, and you can pull the trigger. That's yeah. not the answer, yeah. right?
1: that's not the way this needs to work.
2: No, I know. Yeah. That's yeah. the that's the same yeah. thing that happens with wheel tax. So, yeah, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And uh so on the jail, so once once this happens, hopefully it'll happen in June and hopefully we'll be able to look at it and then we have to start a a good healthy conversation on where, when, and how. Yep. And it's got to involve the community. And we need to have a rational conversation because I here's the thing, just the, the reality of it is um if if people come screaming and shouting, they will um, – the tendency will be to turn a deaf ear because we don't – I mean, let's – we don't want to be screamed and shouted at over this issue. It's an issue that hasn't been dealt with for a very long time. There are – there are – let's face it. There's things about the jail that have just been kicked the can down the road. That's why we have some of the problems we have now. Yep. yeah. yeah. But this is the problem we have, so we have to deal with it together as a community because we're all going to be paying for it one way or another. All right, so here's the plan. Okay. Here's the, here's right. the thought I have. Okay. I read in The Courier this week that the city
1: is fining people $200 per occurrence for cutting their grass. Okay. What if you send Darren out there in the county— And you start telling people like Cade that they're letting their fields grow wild, that they're too tall, and then you just start finding the hell out of them. You find
4: every (laughs) single hay
1: field that we have. Take those farmers and say, that grass is too tall, and then you pay for all these problems. I'm really— You just start finding them, man. Yeah, wow. I just had a light bulb moment. I say we only tax the farmers. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right. So we did see this in the paper. Uh, there, there's yeah, too much freedom right. in the city, Dakota. Well, what, what's the story about. about? I, I want to
2: pick
4: on Aaron Dickin for a little bit. Clay, we have picked on you enough.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. I want to pick hey, on Aaron
4: th- Dickin. I also want to pick on Mark Coger. You'll have final thoughts if there's stuff we left okay. out. We're okay. coming okay. back I'm, around. trying to, to find
2: it. No, <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll have final thoughts at the end.
4: All right. So there, there are grass height uh, ordinances. Uh, eight inches is too much for Newcastle. Um, eight inches or more, you're gonna, you're gonna get a visit. So. I thought about this, and there's a person that lives on the corner where the on the street that the studio is on, north of Q Avenue, that hadn't mowed their yard the entire year, and like they're they're perfectly fine and able to. It's not like it was an elderly person or you know they're very capable. Yeah, very capable. Why aren't able, you neighborly? Able-bodied? You just don't go down there, and do it yourself. Because he's able-bodied. If it was an elderly, a woman, you know, I'd go out there, I'd offer my help. Just help somebody today. Yeah. I I was getting to the point where I thought. Maybe this guy knows somebody that has a few uh, a few cows. He's mm-hmm. like, he can just come out here like old time with a scythe and cut <laughs> it down. <laughs> just bag it up and take it away. Yeah, that's right. That uh, they finally mowed it, and I was wondering, is it because Brandy Pierce was at the studio and saw
1: it? All those, Ooh. all those. <laughs> Police vehicles came by. Yeah, and that's what it was. Thought it was code enforcement. <laughs> they were like, "Oh." Spiceland code enforcement was on the show last week. Yeah,
4: so that was that was my little theory. But no, that it could be. I, this got me thinking because you know, obviously, I'm I'm pretty particular particular about my yard. I, um, the
1: edging out there looks incredible. Yeah, I, I want your secrets, man. Uh, the, doll, the dolls look nice. Yeah, thanks, Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, Clay's not on Facebook, so he doesn't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> You'll have to go back to last week's episode to you know,
4: to hear that story. But um, I do I, – I like my yard to look nice. I like everything to look clean. Um, so obviously I want my neighbors to look that way. Um, but I also get to thinking about property rights, private property rights. So you know, we talked about the penalties. It's uh, it's $160 if after a written warning. You'll get a written warning in the mail. If you don't mow your yard after that, then it's $160 for the city to have somebody come out and mow it. And according to uh, Copenhaver, the the city attorney, you only have to send that letter once. So if it gets above that eight-inch threshold, threshold a second time, they can just go mow it without telling you. You've already me. been warned once. Yeah. You've already been told. So we're going to go out and do it again and keep billing you, and eventually it can Turn into $200 every time and then put hmm. as a lien on your property taxes. And they, the, what the city council brought up was it was, you know, these aren't just normal people. These are property owners that are out of state that just don't care. So they, they bought the house with the intention to flip and then just stopped the project halfway through. So I think I can, uh, I think that Jerry Walden brought up people in uh, that live in, hawaii and places like that but anyway that that was their point being made but at the same so it got me thinking uh
1: would we have grass ordinances in a perfect libertarian utopia you have covenants right so in your in your utopia mr davis you would have the people on your street would get together and agree that we're going to live on the street together and we're going to have these rules and you wouldn't have the government doing it but you would have your community that would say this is our standard and if you're going to build a house, you're going to live on this street. You're going to you're going to abide by X. Yeah, that and we sounds like a, That sounds like a Darren Jacobs utopia. Well, it's a it's a it's a covenant. That's what yeah. that's a a free agreement
2: that it, you're going to do that if you're going to live in a, yeah. in a tradition. And I think that would be awesome because that's the private people. That's that's just people working together in a relationship. But is that possible? So uh, the part of this that really, like, I I
4: understand the fine. I understand all of that stuff. I understand why they do it. Um, but the part that got me was putting a lien on your property. Can the, Government it, always comes to force. Could man. it come down to they seize your property, they seize your home and the land that you own because you just didn't
1: cut your freaking grass? Like, that's insane to me. That is totally insane to me. At the core, government is force, right? Anytime, right. you know, somebody like Clay raises taxes or, or does something – it, government is force, right yeah at the yeah. end of it people, brandy right. and matt have to show up and enforce the laws that right. the, the right. state mm-hmm. or the county puts in place which we talked so the about state, last week the just state puts gives them in needless danger the state gives the city the authority to pass an ordinance and then mm-hmm. it builds over time and you ignore it and you ignore it and you ignore it and all of a sudden you have a five thousand dollar tax lien on your house and a sheriff's deputy has to show up at your house and you have a conflict situation yep and that could escalate so anytime the government is involved it creates force, so you only want to use government when there's force. somebody's using force or fraud against somebody else. yeah, and we, we see that's the, I mean that's I the basic libertarian side of that.
4: I don't know how much you guys see it, but I see it all the time uh, in news stories and groups that I'm in where people like in places like Seattle and Portland have decided to grow vegetables and things in their front yard and places, and then the city ends up coming by and like finding them and then cutting it all down. So basically, so it got me thinking, should we start? Like, should I plant some rows of corn in the front yard? Like, you could. But
1: that be? That would be hilarious. You don't have enough ground to pollinate, man. You're going to have to. I actually have <laughs> yeah.
3: I've got a four row planter. I'll just bring it by and we'll get some corn planted. That's right. I huh. did
2: actually have a row of corn in my front yard. We got like a week Did you? Get a couple in. of years ago. Oh. Yeah, it's getting late, late planted I sure did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're have to get it in yeah. before, uh,
4: before the end yeah. of the month. Did it get over eight inches tall? <laughs> oh, Yeah,
2: oh yeah, it was about six feet tall. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I, and I, then, we uh, had the we had the redneck front yard for sure. Yeah, and well, then, on that uh, side of Main Street,
1: or right, that of side of Broad. I mean, it of there, course. it's the,
2: the Wild West. It is it the is. north side <laughs> of town. You guys can do what you want. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, we had a full fledged garden in our front yard.
3: Anyway, that's awesome.
4: Yeah. My grandma lives in the city, and she's got a, a nice, nice, big garden in her backyard. So, what's going on with Fourteenth Street and Thirty Eight? You got yeah, a re- so report that, on that. I, I do have a little bit of a report on that. So this is a City <laughs> Council recap, and Jerry Walden talked a little bit about that. Um, Jerry really uh, congratulated Mayor York, commended him for his efforts of uh, calling out NDOT or N don't if you listened to last week's episode, um, <laughs> and he 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 said, you know, I think it's awesome. Really happy about this because it, you know that that heart of that area is Jerry's district, okay. Mr. Walden's district. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, also wanted to point out that there, there has been progress started on the 1400 Plaza. Uh, so looks like we might be getting 14th street back sometime soon. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: i supposed to do that. But,
1: uh, yeah. So that's... the mayor, the mayor is unhappy that Indot chose in their design that they went with instead of asphalt, they went with concrete. Right. Um, you know, a lot of times the the state will come in and they will say in higher traffic areas, we're going to use concrete because as you have know, truck traffic, asphalt typically tends to give and shift and the road surface doesn't remain solid. Mm-hmm. So your yeah. urban areas, a lot of times you just, especially where you do have truck traffic and it's the state road, you'll see concrete come in. Mm-hmm. Um not sure why he's surprised by it. I, that decision was made two years ago before the job even bid. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not sure, you know. It, it's hard to get to the end of a house, you know, if you're having your house worked on and you get to the end and they've they just put a brand new roof on, and you say, oh, I thought it was going to be blue, but it's a black roof." You knew that when you bought the stuff, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it's the same it's the same deal. I'm well, I I, I was really surprised when I saw that. It, one. It's it's partial, yeah, it's that, but it's also about the
4: quality of the work and a lot of it has to do a lot of it boils down to
1: the use of, of third-party cr- contractors. So we're at, well, the state doesn't build roads, right? right. They'll, they'll maintain them, but they're always going to, you know, they're, they're uh, basically a job it's like that. sending cheaper people down uh, than what, than what they could have. No, I don't think that's the case. That, that might be what people perceive, but there's a job like that. There's three bidders. There's like three bidders that would have bid that job: Milestone, Emb Paving, or Wreath Riley. There's only three companies in, this, in Central Indiana that would do that job. Every one of them do great work, and they do work all over the state of Indiana. So the state says, here's the spec book. Here's what we're going to have you build. And they give everybody the same drawings. Milestone got the job. NDOT has inspectors out there looking at it every day. And they're not going to take title or take receipt of that job until the state standards are met.
4: So why do we have the issues that we're having now? I mean, if they all do such great work, why are we having curbs that are breaking and holes in the road already?
1: I don't think that the state has finished the job yet. They'll do a final punch list. Just like if you're... Just well, like I if mean, you're they building might not have finished the whole job, but there's curbs that were poured, like they were brand new, <clears> and they have already broken. Yeah, like, so a why, truck might have hit them, or the job's not done. That's like saying, you know, I'm built. You're remodeling a house, yeah. and you're not happy with the fit and finish of drywall. Well, I haven't given you the keys to the house back yet, so don't come at me yelling at me about the about yeah, well, the house until Well, you tell me if you, tell me, if you tell me, hey, the
4: bedroom is done, and I go in there and I say this looks like crap, it obviously. It's not done, dude. So yeah, you need to fix it. They haven't taken. They haven't finished the job yet. <laughs> but they haven't. They, but they, they haven't said that, the that
1: area back. is done. They said this is finished. Indot will. Indot won't close a contract out on a high. You know, if you're building a new roadway, NDOT won't close a contract out with a contractor until the grass grows. Like it'll right, be yeah, months later. Insane. Okay, it's not done. So NDOT's still involved in the thing, and until they complete their punch list. I would be patient. I think once again, people are getting excited over something they really don't need to yet. But that's my view. I only work in, road, in the road construction business. I don't know anything. <laughs> all
4: right. I think that I think that's all we have. I, I, Clay, I can it see you stewing over there. Long final thought. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, see, I was gonna
1: say. I can all right, see Clay. No more than an hour and a half.
2: Okay. Great. Great. <laughs> are we there? Yeah, we're there. there. Final, we're thoughts. Ready. final thoughts. Final thoughts. No, I just wanted to hit on the uh, the raises for deputies. I didn't get the hit on that as we were walking that dog through the park there. (laughs) Um, Is it the right time? I'll say I understand that it uh, definitely could be an inconvenient time uh, with all the talk that's going on right now, and especially with everything that I've talked about with the LOA and the general fund and what are we going to do. But um, is it time? I would say Yes because and jeremiah hit on it our department is becoming a training ground for officers right so we, we we spend a large amount of money on officers training them and then they may stay for a year maybe um and then they can get on i i have a couple state officers uh, that are clients and um one of them especially – well, uh, actually, I have three that I can think of off the top of my head now. But uh, a <laughs> they, couple They of started these, as county county merit deputies? Ex- exactly. No, but they have told me, like, they are actively seeking out good officers, and they just got an extreme raise, which we're not going to be able to match that. Right. But But the guys I've talked to on the force, they don't expect that, but they do – they are looking at this as like, hey, what about us? I mean, just in the past 12 months, we've had officers shot at. Um, we've had, um, uh, well, shot. Uh, Brandy Pierce was actually shot. Um, then we have uh, another officer that a guy tried to hit with a car. Um, so, I mean, they're putting stuff out there. and They were both in this room last week. It, it, I, I felt <laughs> the presence. <laughs> But, but, anyways, so you know, the thing is, we do need to do more. We do need to respect what they do. We do need to look at this seriously and not treat it as uh, just another pay raise, if you will, because uh, it's apples and oranges. When we look at the whole county, we're dealing with apples and oranges. We have to look at this totally separate from everyone else. Um, and two here's the other the other aspect of it is what we're looking at is this is a graduated metric system because right now, under the current system, we have guys that might have two years in to twenty years in, and their salaries are almost identical right, right? there's no yeah. real so it would great is based on seniority
4: how long you've been there? Things like that. What's that? It would be based on seniority. Like, yeah. So, you so, so an idea that was
2: floated, an idea that was floated at that meeting, was, um, a, once an officer has five years in, uh, a raise of two hundred fifty dollars for the year, and then two hundred fifty each additional year after that. Okay. So yeah. there would be quite a bit of a distinction between a five-year officer and a twenty-year officer. But it sounds like your retention problem is that guy that's
1: been there 12 months to 60 months.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's just it. They because And especially now in this current environment because they get trained. And, and here's the thing. You're probably I, not going to lose a 12-year officer to the state police. Right? right. Exactly. And that's where they're at. We have guys and gals right now that are just like, look, this is where we're at. We love the county. We've got so much time in. This is where we're staying. We'd appreciate it if you could acknowledge that, right? But we have younger officers that are like, "Man, I can go down the road, or I can just move over to the city, and instantly uh, have a two three thousand dollar raise." You know, so that's realistically where we're at, and we're we could potentially lose some very good officers because um, I I like our officers. I mean, I'm friends with a lot of them. I get along with them great. They come in for haircuts all the time. They come in for haircuts. (laughs) You know, it's great. But um, I hear from our state guys that we have some of the best in in the area, in the state. I mean, they they the city guys compliment our county guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have a real solid. County Sheriff's Department. We really do. We have some great officers. Um, And and we could lose them. We could lose some of them. Um, And we don't want to see that happen. And I just don't want that to happen. Yeah, I feel like
1: I'm not sure I like the $250 plan because I don't think it's sophisticated enough. I think you need to go in and really do an analysis of it. Mm -hmm. In my view, I think the $250 is kind of a band-aid. We have the money and we think we can do this and make people happy, but I'm not Mm -hmm. sure... I'm not sure that that matches what you're seeing in other
2: departments. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know about other departments, and I haven't looked into that. And I haven't done a deep dive into it, obviously. Um, But I was happy to see that we was at least ready to start the conversation. Because this is one of the – I mean, honestly, again, I may not run in 2020, but – at the Lowett meeting, I wanted to go. Uh, 20 minutes ago, he's definitely not running. Now he's, oh, maybe i <laughs> True Politico. But uh, at the Lowett meeting, it was sickening, some of it, because one, there were some things floating around that I thought were going to be brought up at that meeting, and it had to do with more switching funds. Because we've had a couple meetings, a couple regular council meetings, that that was supposed to come to the meeting, come before us. Well, last minute, they decide not to do it. Who's they? Silence. All right. Yeah. No, No. I seriously, well, yeah. I mean. You don't know. There's, here, here's what I do know, okay? I do know that there was a commissioner that was wanting, that was involved in a meeting with three council people. There's one commissioner, the auditor, and the sheriff. And the matron. They had a meeting discussing Lowit funds. From what I heard, the commissioner involved in that meeting wanted to do some kind of switching around with Lowett money. Um, what was on a document at our last council meeting, what was actually on documented on the outline was uh a resolution to reduce jail meals by 206-some thousand dollars. Now, I, I keep in decent communication with the sheriff, and so right before the meeting, I saw this on there, and it didn't sound like something the sheriff was doing uh, because in my communication, I figured I would have been told this. So I called them, and they told me basically that this was some kind of idea. They didn't get the details on exactly what was going to happen, but they said this is just some kind of idea that they came up with um, at that meeting they were at. And the sheriff let me know that he was willing to be cooperative if it was something that – was temporary, he's, he's willing to be a, uh, a cooperative partner, a team player. He's he's yeah, he he is. very good at that. He is. Yeah. Um, but he said he cautioned me because he didn't want to get, again, pin in the low at money that puts him in a pinch. Because there's a lot of things that's been happening in the sheriff department that there's some people that want to make it look like it's his fault. When honestly, it's not his fault at all. He's just being put in a very tight situation, okay? So anyways, we come to the meeting. Sorry. We come to the meeting, and right before the meeting, I'm told – because I'm trying to frantically find some information to to um, kind of fight this, right? Because right. I don't want any more switching money around. And uh, I was just told it was decided to um, – not talk about it, but that we needed to have a special meeting where all the council, all the commissioners, the sheriff, everybody was at the table. We could throw everything out there in front of everybody so all of us would know what was going on and we would all have our say. So that's what I came to that special meeting planning to do expecting is talk about that. And that's not what came up. We get there that's not even mentioned I don't even know if they're even thinking about doing it anymore um, and they bring up pay raises for deputies right and I'm and and they ask for comment I'm, I'm sitting there thinking you've got to be kidding me and I'm I'm just gonna keep quiet because I know they get tired of hearing me talk but then they asked so I answered and what I'll spare you everything I said but what i did mention this fact that i'm so well i guess i won't spare you all of it but i said i said <laughs> i'm glad i said i'm glad that we brought Just remember this up. no
1: souls are saved after
2: 38 minutes <laughs> we, i said i'm i'm glad we brought this up because this is what i was talking about at the budget meetings yeah this is what i was advocating for at the budget meetings but everybody else and was talking about how talk we couldn't about. do it right yeah but now some of the very people that were in that budget meeting fighting me on it are now saying, Oh, these guys are great. We need to we need to do this. And I'm like, Where were you at just a few months ago? <laughs> so, anyways, I can be bitter or I could be better, right? right. I'm just yeah. glad we yeah. brought it up. I'm glad the conversation started and and I would love to have someone on the council with me that can stop the flow of, because I'm very emotional, obviously, and I, I, I do get intense into some of this stuff that I really care about, but it's nice to have somebody that says, okay, Clay, hold on a second, stop. You're not looking at it thoroughly enough like you just did. And so it would be awesome to have somebody like that on the council to say, I agree with X, Y, and Z, but let's look at it from this angle. Yep, That's what we need to do. We need to have have an open adult conversation, express ideas across the board, and then make a decision. But so many times, we just rush through things and we make knee-jerk reactions. And honestly, we haven't we haven't put ourselves in a position yet. That's why the meeting's going to be at a
4: different time, right? What's that? That's why the meetings need to be at a different time, right? <laughs>
2: and that will probably change. <laughs> that will probably change. Like I said, I go from the minority to the majority now, yeah. so I don't know yeah. if I'll get my day, but the time may change where more we're going. People could be there. We're going to get him on another on another rant. All right, Clay. So anyway, how, okay. How okay. do people follow you
1: what if they want to, you know, Yeah. Uh, Councilman I, Clay on so, Facebook now? So
2: I, I have a Facebook page. That way I don't have to scroll through stuff and cuz if I have a profile I'll scroll through, but I don't want to. Yeah, so I just don't go there. Um, but I do have a page. It's a uh, Clay Morgan Councilman. I have two pages, but Clay Morgan Councilman is the one that I. Just that you're try, yeah, that's you're, that's on your political. That's your.
1: That you're serving from that side. That's not your. You're not running for anything right now, so you're not. Right. Gonna... Exactly.
2: Exactly. And then I have a uh, Twitter at ClayMorgan7. Seven. All right. So thanks for coming back, man. Thanks for letting me rant a little bit. It feels <laughs> good to vent,
1: man. We're gonna charge MVP for some therapy. <laughs> sure. <laughs>
3: discounted haircuts for everybody. <laughs> all right, Cade, final thoughts, buddy? Yeah, just a couple things. Um I know as a farmer myself, we're we're almost through the planting season. I think most of us are wrapping up or getting close. So I just want to say congrats to all the farmers out there listening in their tractors. Um it's a good season so far. So need some rain. Need, just, need a little bit more rain on Sunday. periodically and but yeah, otherwise we've had a pretty good pretty good start to the growing season. So that's good. Um and I didn't have any cars run me off the road, and I didn't run any cars off the road, so that's always a good. That's thing. That's a plus. That's a draw. Yeah. yeah. So, um, other than that, a couple updates uh, for me. You were talking earlier about your diet. Um, I'm. You're looking good. I'm knocking on. You, I'm knocking a on 130 shirt. pounds down. So that's awesome. If, if anybody out there's uh, wanting to start this journey like me and Jeremiah have, uh, if you got any questions, please feel free to get a hold of me. I'd love to help you out. Um, sell Advocare products too. So if there's anything there that you want. Of one, you know, we might be able to help you out there. Maybe he wants to get another pyramid. We have some opportunities down there <laughs> towards the middle. Um, one more. I just recently, uh, I just earned my second stripe at jiu-jitsu. so I've been doing that too. So that's I'm pretty proud of that. You're in there all the time now, right? So, yeah, I normally go two to three nights a week, and I really enjoy that. So um. he's going to open up a studio in Newcastle before too long. Casino <laughs> um,
1: and BJJ, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> and then uh, last thing, since Chase isn't here, I figured we'd talk a little bit, something national, a little more in the sports. Yeah. Uh, uh, the well-timed announcement from the NFL. Trump got his way, man. Yeah. Uh, the, cha- the rule change with they're going to start finding people on the field if they're not standing uh, for the national anthem. So wow. I was just wanted to hear your guys' opinion on that real quick, mm-hmm. if you've got anything to say about that. I-, I know I posted it on my Facebook, and sometimes I do that to kind of— I think you just said, this is dumb. Yeah. yeah, well, I, I like to get people's opinion. You know what I mean? And sometimes yeah, yeah. if I have to be the devil's advocate to get that, you know, I like to do that. So, but it, I had a lot of people comment back, and it's good to hear people's opinions on that. So, so there, there's a
1: couple sides to that for me, and I'll be pretty brief because I, I don't want to drag the show on too long. But I, you know, I believe in free Sorry. association, right? It's fine. Clay. <laughs> we, we're glad to have <laughs> you, man. You had, you haven't been on the show in 30 episodes. We had to, we I have to give to. you our opportunity. You get it. You can't, you can't stay away that long. Um, we believe in free association, right? So, you know, the guys that work for you, you can fire them at any time. Yeah, and they can quit at any time if they want to. Uh, obviously, there's only one National Football League, but you could go play football somewhere else. You could be an athlete somewhere else. You can make money. You just happen to choose to play for the, you know, San Diego char- the Los Angeles Chargers, or the Indianapolis Colts or the New yeah, York and Jets. Don't, and mm-hmm. don't tell me you don't have enough money to retire. At that, point. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, so you know it it regardless of that you you choose to play for that team and you have a contract with that team and to play in that league yeah. i wish that the nfl didn't have government money in it so it'd be a totally pure market where you right. know we have special tax breaks we give the nfl we have you know we have municipalities that give give money for stadiums we we as a general public we cut some breaks that i don't think we should do I- ignoring that um I believe in free association. So if an employer wants to say that you, you know, these are the rules to work here, then those are the rules to work here. That said, people that attend the games and watch the games can also vote with their pocketbook. So if they don't like what's happening and they say, no, those players should be able to express themselves however they want to. Don't go to the games. Don't buy the jerseys. Don't show up at the stadiums. Don't watch them. Don't support them. Just like a lot of people did whenever the kneeling was going on. Yeah. Right. Um, you know that, that that's the reality of it I, the league can have whatever rules they want to and i don't care yeah. you, know, you know i you know, I, I,
4: think, I wish that it had really been left up to the owners of
1: mm-hmm. the teams
4: you know because of what he brought up with mm-hmm. it, there mm-hmm. being you know it's just the nfl yeah.
1: well it, it's the, the, like, so the owners the owners hire a commissioner and the commissioner made right. the decision
4: yeah i just kind of i would have liked to seen. i i think it would have been neat
3: to see different teams have different
4: Mm-hmm. Policy in, I stadium, think we're not in yeah. Market. yeah, I
2: just, I just think. It would I think we might even see, see some
3: owners and CEOs come out and say that they'll assume the the
2: fines. The, the owner player, of the Jets, Jets has said that now. Yeah, the owner of the Jets.
3: Yeah. Yep.
1: The Johnson family. Uh, Woody Johnson's kid. I got for whatever reason, his kid is running the team now. Um so, the, yeah, the Jets say they'll do that. It also has some competition impact. Uh, you can have 15-yard penalties as well. So it's not just a financial contribution. Really? Uh, but I there's 15-yard penalties I didn't as know well. That so it, it will affect competition. Yeah. That said, if you have, you know, in the NFL, offsetting penalties just don't mean anything. So if, if the Jets have a penalty and the Giants have a penalty, then yeah. it doesn't mean anything at all either. Right. yeah. So you, you've you got opportunities for, for mischief there.
3: Right. Um and you have to be on the field.
1: So if they wanted to remain in the locker, if room, you want to stay in the locker room, you're free to do that yeah. as well. Oh, uh, okay. But realize yeah. this: this you know national anthem and the flags out on the field is a uh, just like the uh, in NASCAR. You had the uh, the national guard car. Dale Jr. You know, drove yeah. the national guard car. That was military promotion that the con- that Congress authorized. That's the same thing that's happening in the NFL. That's why I said yeah. that you get government money here. It's not. They're not doing that stuff because out of the, the kindness of their the, heart. because the NFL owners are that patriotic. Mm-hmm. It's a paid advertisement for the United States of America. Yep. Um, otherwise, they'd probably just do a quick pledge of allegiance and be done, or or a national anthem. But mm-hmm. the over the top pageantry that you have and the overt patriotism is because they're getting a check. Yeah. Uh, and now it looks bad for their sponsor, so the owners are saying we're going to do this, but it's all wrapped in the flag, so it gets tricky.
2: Yeah. Um. It is, is what it is. I agree with uh, you know what you guys are saying. Stuff. I just, I hate that. Uh, I hate we're this divided. Again, it's the world we live in. Oh, well, people turned it into a race thing too. I just, yeah. I just hate that that our nation oh, a as a whole
4: the beginning. That's why is they were just protesting. this divided. Yeah.
1: The, uh, yeah. Colin Kaepernick. Uh, he's, he's not an NFL quarterback because he's not good enough to be an NFL quarterback. I he didn't agree. get blacklisted. Yeah. Um, he
2: was a backup when all this happened. He, yeah. He, yeah,
1: he was already on the, you know, he was already yeah. one of the last guys on a roster, not starting. If if it was Ben Roethlisberger or Tom Brady and he did that, uh, he'd still be playing. He'd be on a roster, but he's not good enough to make a roster. And if you're a marginal guy, you're not worth the hassle. Tim Tebow is the same thing.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just, they'll just move Just the way on. it goes. They will. They'll just move on. Anything else? Nope. I think that's it. That's it. Yep. The armed farmer. Sorry for taking all your time, Cade. <laughs> no, it's okay. I really, I need to quit apologizing, don't I? <laughs> I'm not sorry for having <laughs> you on the show. I just because I was looking forward to you being on here. I'm like, all right, I'm on with Cade. Yeah.
3: No, that's yeah. fine. I think we covered pretty much everything I wanted to talk about. So yeah. it's, that was a good episode. Yeah.
4: All right. My final thoughts. I want to talk a little bit about Jonathan Lamb? <laughs> yeah.
2: He's got your back.
4: So, <laughs> he got in some trouble. Yeah, he's in some trouble right now in some hot water with the uh, Indiana Attorney General's office. Uh, man, that's your, you could put a phone call in for him, man.
1: That's your guy.
4: Aren't yeah, you f- well, close personal hey, friends with I'll the Attorney Cur- General?
2: Yeah, I'll call Curtis up. So
1: uh, You could maybe get him to stop yeah, picking on people right. over plants.
4: Yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> uh, so apparently between the hours of 7 and 8 p.m. on Monday, May the 7th, there were tens of thousands, tens of thousands of calls, <laughs> uh, robocalls uh, that were uh Placed two voters in uh, congressional district number six, and uh, the caller ID came up it said restricted, and um, if someone answered, nothing happened. They immediately hung up. If they if it went to voicemail, it was a message from Jonathan Lamb saying, "Hey, this is Jonathan Lamb. You know, just want to send you a reminder. Get out to the polls for me tomorrow on May the eighth. You know, whatever." Well, it turns out that robocalls. Uh, hey, the night before the primary uh, election is Brought very upon. very illegal. So, but uh, the, however, it's yeah, not a robocall. However, yeah, they say, you know, uh, so they this is uh, this is all coming from the cheat sheet that is ran by Abdul Abdul and, Hakeem Shabazz. Yep, and he uh, reached out to the Lamb campaign, asked him, you know, what was going on, and they said, uh, you know, this isn't. These were voicemail drops, not robocalls, so they're fine. So there's a, l- a little loophole in there, but uh, it'll be interesting to see yeah. to see how how far Curtis Hill takes it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: It's, if I, he uh, has a personal vendetta against Jonathan yeah. Lamb and just really likes Greg Pence. Hmm.
3: <laughs> hmm.
2: No, I, I yeah, I like Jonathan. I did too. I, I haven't got a hold of him yet since the loss. I'm trying to wait, you know, give a little time yeah, there, and, yeah. but. uh I was getting ready, actually. I pulled out what shirt am I going to wear on the show today? I pulled out my drawer and I was like, there's my lamb shirt. Should I wear it? I had one (laughs) sitting out for you on the counter downstairs. I saw that. I I was
4: hoping you'd put it on. No, but and then my second final thought is uh, I talked to Nate Lamar today. He's Mm -hmm. doing all right. I like Nate. And uh, I would be looking for his name on future ballots. I don't think that we've seen the last of Nate Lamar.
2: I cut his hair today. He's preparing for uh, – he's speaking at the Memorial Day uh, um, event. Uh, Monday the at the courthouse. event. Yeah, at the courthouse. Uh-huh.
1: All right. That's my, my, my final thoughts. Very cool. Uh, Patreon, man. We got that uh, Patreon right. group. That's the uh, the lifeblood of the show. That's what keeps us going. There's special content out there. Uh, you see a little yep. bit behind the scenes, not political stuff, just, just some fun.
4: Yeah, if uh, you want to
1: keep this show ad-free, then you got
4: to get on there. Uh, if not – we're gonna not, start we'll having to say, This show is brought this episode of Boss Hog Liberty is brought to you by MVP Barbershop. L1 you want to hear that every K produce. Episode. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Unless you want to start hearing that stuff, then uh you gotta get
1: on there. It's Christmas for me, man. Yep. I'm not going back to work till Tuesday. Carb day tomorrow. <laughs> Sweet. Gonna drink some beers at the track, watch some indie cars. First time I've seen indie cars all year doing two hundred and thirty five miles an hour into turn one. Gonna watch Blues Traveler Monday afternoon. Or Friday afternoon, and then uh, got Memorial Day, the celebration Memorial Day, on uh, on Sunday, and the world's greatest. Uh, it is the largest gathering of people anywhere in the world that's not a religious event. Anytime, anywhere in the world, it's the biggest really? assembly of people that's not for religion. That's very cool, and I, it happens in, I love in Marion County, Indiana. Facts, you know. Yeah,
2: I mean, all through the show, you're spitting out facts. You're just spitting knowledge. That's what I'm
1: here for, man. Like a rapper. Can you imagine what it would be like if you're sitting next to me at a council meeting?
2: Oh, I know, right? We could be sitting right next to each other. It's plausible. Yes, yes.
1: By the but way, if people want to help out with that, Jeremiah Morrill slash political, Jeremiah Morrill slash candidate on the uh, on the old Facebook. Or
4: you can That donate his, button helps. It works. Or you can find his candidate profile on
1: henrycountylp.org. There we go. Mm. All kinds of ways. Just Google me. Yep. I was in the Winchester paper yesterday. And I was like, oh, how'd that happen? <laughs> cool. All over the place. At Jeremiah Morrill on Twitter. Uh, we really appreciate this. Everybody watching the show. This is fun. We, uh, we change, we reinvent ourselves all the time. We went super, super local, uh, doing, uh, doing the political, you know, following mm-hmm. the primary. Yeah. Uh, hope people have enjoyed that in the next few weeks. You're going to see us pivoting a little bit. We're still going to be the same guys. Uh, but we're kind of focusing on the art side of the world here for a minute. We're going to talk, uh, look about, look at some local culture, uh, so next week it's going to be Eldon Pitts and uh, and we're going to talk about the Catherine movie mm-hmm. uh, about the the Catherine Winters who disappeared from Henry County uh, over a hundred years ago. There's a movie that was made and we're going to talk about that and what it's like to make a movie in Henry County, uh, the play that they've done, uh, and we're going to follow that story. Uh, then we're going to have uh, the guys from Emma's Communications, 1070 The Fan, uh, Joey Bolinero and his uh, his partner are going to be here. Uh, you'll you know him if you listen to sports talk radio in Indianapolis at all. You know Joey. He has the Expresso podcast, so they're going to come up in the uh, first episode in June. Cool. And then uh, we're going to have another councilman, uh, Dick Balslog, and Aaron Dickin are going to be on on the, uh, on the following week. And we're going to talk about uh, Robert, Indiana, and uh, their trip that they made up to Maine. Robert, uh, Indiana, passed away last uh, la- yesterday, I guess. Um, so we're going to spend some time remembering him a little bit. Big impact in Henry County on the art side. So, yeah. And then past that, eh, who knows? We'll see.
2: Councilman Balslog knows... A lot about Robert Indiana. He is a wealth of knowledge there. Yeah. When when I'm they made that trip, that I one.
1: really really enjoyed following along with those guys, and uh, I'm looking forward to having uh, having that on the Boss Hog platform for oh. people to to know the story.
2: Yeah, that'll be cool.
1: Is it was a cool. very unique o- opportunity for them to get to go. Yeah, he's a neat guy. All right, that's the end of it. We're gonna be back next week. You guys uh, enjoy Memorial Day weekend, and we'll see you soon.